it's Allie Mack here, and what a weird world we are living in. 2020 was already shaping up to be a very diverse, um, controversial year, and then the coronavirus came in and <laughs> has shut down everything. Now, what do we do? Um, you know, our new normal is going to be very different than what we've been accustomed to. I don't know if you're working from home or if your job just isn't something that exists right now, like being a server, I can't imagine what you're going through right now. One area I'm very concerned about is, you know, these smaller businesses that have an annual event that's happening like right now, that's their big moneymaker for the year. Maybe nonprofits that have their big charity fundraiser event right now, and they're losing out and they're losing hard right now. It could be absolutely devastating financially for a person, a business, a family, a community. And so I wanted to get on someone that could help us out and figure out how to kind of navigate this area. His name is Paul Trapp. He is the CEO and founder of Event Prep, and he has amazing advice that can really help you out in this time of need. It's just insane what's happening right now. Well, you know, it's 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 a builder that's building a, a custom home for a year and you know a week before he's you know getting ready to sell it it burns down <laughs> yeah exactly so paul's gonna let you know how you can prevent this in the future what to do right now how to reach out to him personally it's all coming up in this episode of chasing wellness where clearly we're talking about financial wellness this week it's chasing wellness with ali mack because i'm not an expert but if you say something is healthy I'll try it. Whether it's fitness, vanity, food, health fads, I'm all over them. I am an all or nothing kind of person. So I'm constantly striving to be better and chasing wellness. So I've got Paul Trapp on the line today and it with really good timing because Paul Trapp, you have a lot of event planning experience. Um, give us a little bit about yourself because I this I know this greatly pertains to like the coronavirus and everything that's going on with all these cancellations. So give us a little bit about you. Sure. Well, thank, thanks, Ellie. So I literally own two different event planning companies uh, that are global in nature. We're doing over 3,000 events a year, um, international events, you know, Germany, Korea, Japan, all over in all over the continental United States. Uh, any given time, we have 80 plus events going on weekly. So we, we, we are high volume. We're very immersed in this industry. So we are you know, ground zero for it. We're feeling it where we're our customers are feeling it. The attendees are feeling it. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're on it. Um, of course we can't, we can't solve the problem, right. But we can be proactive in, um, and how we've been able to help our clients, uh, noodle through this. I mean, yeah. everyone is canceling everything, festivals, concerts. So what, what should business owners or events be doing at this point? So, you know, it, it's really going to be an individual business uh, decision. You know, it's funny. I, I was on an interview earlier this morning. And they were saying, well, the attendees, should the attendees go? And I said, you know, attendees really at this point are not having to make the decision because the, uh, the event promoters and organizers are the ones that are making the decisions for them by canceling. Um, you know, two weeks ago, we were seeing a lot of international events were getting canceled. But on the other hand, the smaller events, the stateside, uh, you know, the domestic um, smaller, 300 people and below, they, they really seemed unaffected by it. But that has changed. You know, as of early this week, we're starting to see cancellations there. And, you know, for us as event planners, our job is not to decide whether to have the event or not. Our job is to work with our clients to help them make good decisions based on facts. But, but honestly, Allie, 
you know, right now what we're doing is triage and helping them noodle through the, the difficult part. The real part of our job what started a year and a half ago when we helped them negotiate the contract with the hotel and putting certain protections in their contract so, you know, if the un, unavoidable happened or the unexpected happened, that they would be prepared for this and financially able to make sound and smart decisions. You know, it's, it's being prepared on the front end. It's part of being an event planner. Yeah, so what kind of events are you working with right now that are still kind of up in the air? So, you know, we've, we've got some private clients. So we work in different markets. Government market seems to be going strong still. We haven't seen a lot of cancellation from the government. Ironically, the government still needs to have meetings to talk about the virus and, you know, the solution. So they're still meeting. We're seeing a lot of our clients shifting to virtual meetings. Uh, so that's, a, you know, a capability. We have the opportunity to, to have people with the technology, like working from home and stuff, that they can do virtual meetings where they can bring hundreds and if not thousands of people together virtually. Um, so that's some solutions some people are banking to. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the different markets, we're seeing more cancellations in the corporate markets and the association markets. Uh, those seem to be the high-profile ones. Those are the larger events. Um, you know, our smallest events are, you know, a dozen people sitting around a room in a, in a conference room for a board meeting. Our largest events go to 20,000 persons citywide. And, you know, those are the ones that are really impacting not only the event, but, you know, the communities in which these events are being held in. Uh, I, I'm here in Central Florida right now, and, and uh, they, you know, Orlando had two major events canceled in the past week that were citywide events, right? So every hotel is vacant. Like, you know, every everyone that was supposed to be here this week, you know, attending a meeting is not here. Um, and so it's really making a financial impact on, on the, not only the, the event promoters, the event attendees, but the industry providers, right? The hotels, the airlines, all the things, of course, you're seeing it across the board. But if you've got a very high-profile household name event going on um, that cancels, those types of events come with, you know, general liability insurance and umbrella policies, and they, they put cancellation policies in place. So when they make a decision to cancel, they're financially, you know, for the most part protected, right, to be able to make those decisions and not suffer great financial loss. It's the smaller and, you know, I will tell you, um, as many big events that are out there in our industry, for, you know, for every, if I tell you I do 3,000 events, 300 of them are large events, you know, 2,700 of them are small events with, you know, three to 500 people in them. And those are the events that, you know, aren't maybe as well situated with, you know, insurance policies in case it cancels and things like that. So they're the ones really making the tougher decisions, right? If we cancel you know, a, a not-for-profit organization that's been planning for a year and a half to do a fundraiser that's a, you know, week-long seminar with exposition and, you know, awards, gala banquets, and they're, they lose everything. You know, that, that's, that, that's a year and a half worth of work that's just, you know, gone down the drain. And, sure, you can reschedule, and, and um, you know, half the trouble right now for my team, they're going crazy just trying to look at the future. You know, if they're taking events that are canceling now – now it's a scramble to, to book a year out, you know, or rebook six months out a year out because everyone is at the Ouija board trying to figure out where they can fit in. And where do you take a 10,000-person event that cancels and reschedule them six months from now? It's not that easy. You know, it's a, it's a, you're, you're, you're going over uh, inventory that has already been sold. You're going through what's left over from the inventory. Yeah. Are you guys kind of forecasting, like, when things are going to die down? Or do you have any numbers on that? Or is everything just kind of a guess right now? Is to, Like, if someone came to you today and said, I want to schedule an event, what would be the first time you would feel comfortable saying is going to be okay? 
Well, I'd, I'd look at you know what their requirements are, what they're trying to achieve, right? If they're part, if they if they need to meet as part of the requirements of trying to help solve the problems, if it's medical professionals coming together for World Health Organization type thing, yeah, we're going to schedule it right away, right? But if it's something that's you know, uh, flexible, I think most people are just taking a wait and see thing. Our phones aren't ringing off the hooks with people trying to book new business. It's our current customers that are trying to reschedule or cancel or, you know, those are, that's where we're spending a great period of time. But if I can just mention here, Allie, if I didn't say earlier, you know, the work that we do that is more, most beneficial to our customers, you know, we want to have, help them have an amazing event when we're delivering and executing. That's a given. That's customer service. That's, you know, expertise in the industry. That's just trying to have them a good time. But the real sound time that we can help a client is when we booked this venue two years ago, and we had the foresight to put in clauses that talked about, you know, in the event of a public health risk or, you know, uh, you know, impact, you know, it becomes commercially impracticable to, you know, to conduct the event because of, you know, things that are outside of the control of the people. When the World Health Organization or the U.S. Department of State says stop all travel or stop all, then you can't control that. And there's a force majeure, you know, clause that you can put in there to protect your clients. A lot of people don't know to do that um, or they don't know to, to negotiate it well enough where there's, it's broad enough to cover all types of things that could possibly hurt them, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you guys are dealing with, like, the the fine print that nobody ever thinks is going to happen. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not going to happen to us. That's a third world country. That's going to happen there. It's not going to come here and, you know, it's not going to affect us, but it is. It's affecting the most major corporations, the most major, you know, public events, sporting events, concerts, and, and uh, people, if they don't have, if, you know, the time the time to fix it wasn't now. Now people are just doing reactive things, right? proactively they had the opportunity to fix it. I think there's going to be a big education here. And I think there's, uh, you know, I'm not a a fortune teller, but I'm sure there's going to be a couple of lawsuits that are going to come of this where, you know, hotels are going to try to recover money that they were allowed because uh, a client didn't show up or canceled their event, but you know, there wasn't the right clauses to protect the client in there. And I think there's going to be a little bit, and I know there's a lot of great things. I, I saw, uh, the presidential address last night, and he's trying to, you know, put small business loans out there for people who are going to be affected by it. And, and they, but you know, if you if you give a hotel a small business loan or a restaurant a small business loan, sure, that's going to help pay the rent and keep the bills on. But they still need to attract customers to their hotels or right. to their restaurants or to the, you know, to, to even get them to be able to uh, be able to pay the loan back, right? To keep the business open or keep the doors open. We're not a we're a service based industry, so it's it's very if the people don't show, there's, you know, the revenues don't go with it. What's the, since you guys do all the prep work for this, what's the closest you have seen something related to this, like happening that has gone into like a fine print situation like this that you've had to deal with before? Was it like H1N1 or is there anything else that's been like this that you've come with, uh, come into contact with? Yeah, the the, the, the closest thing I can assemble this to in, in, in you know, is 911, right? Okay. Um, that was, we saw, you know, travel got shut down for about a week and, you know, it, it really, uh, people were canceling events. People were scared to travel. People, you know, there was so much unknown at the time and it was fear that was driving the cancellations and fear that was, you know, so, and rightfully so, right? Um, I've not experienced on the health side of it this, this intense, right? right. 
Um, I've never seen the border shut down or flights coming in and out being restricted for 30 days at a pop or, you know, I mean, and, and we, a lot of events we do are international, right? So sometimes it's not just the attendees, it's the keynote speaker that was coming over from Italy to speak, or, you know, they they can't come and, you know, that it starts to water the event down. Right. And, and our job at this stage of the game is really to try to help work with the event planner, you know, the event organizers, the, the customer, the end and help them, consider, you know, factors when they're making decisions about doing that. And, and that's as simple as really, you know, a checklist of, you know, do you set a go, no go date, you know, and you work backwards from there, you say, listen, we have to make our final decision by this time because we have to start shipping stuff by then. And we have to start, you know, locking things in and, and moving things up and, you know, setting up. So you work backwards from there. And then, you know, how does that affect the exhibitors? Or how does that affect the speakers or the attendees? Are most of our attendees coming from international? You know, the first things we saw were the big, the big ones, the electronic ones, the, the technology ones, you know, the household words like Microsoft or, you know, when they cancel, they're canceling a global event where people are coming from Asia and Europe and all over and, and a lot of their attendees. So if your attendees can't come or there's a high probability of, you actually contributing to it. And here's the other thing you got to consider as a customer or a business, right? That's doing an event is what if they actually hold the event and then they become some type of little mini epicenter for the event, you know, being contagious and they send everyone home with the, with the, you know, can they stand the, 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 the aftermath of that. And that will be, you know, from lawsuits to social media, you know, going after them and beating up on them for doing, you know, for not canceling and not, not doing the right thing. Um, so we try to guide our clients to the right, you know, they should be talking to the CDC websites. They should be going to the, the event industry council, the EIC, they have some great information. That's, they're not putting out, you know, hysteria and hype and, they're, you know, they're putting out factual things to help people make good decisions. Um, so I think it's it's really helping our clients at this stage of the game remain calm um, and, and to try to really noodle through the, 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 the financial aspects, the technical, the risk aspects, risk assessments. Um, and then ultimately, we don't decide to cancel the event. The customer ends, and that you know that helps everyone make a good decision from there. Right, right. And I know along with event prep, you also have authored a book, Prep for Success, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Achieving Your Dreams. Um, do you go over some of this information in there as well for maybe that mom-and-pop shop that doesn't really know what they're doing quite yet or how to handle these kind of events? Yeah, so the book was written about the, the, the importance of preparation. We, we learn it from early childhood when I remember my earliest memories as a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout. Our, our motto was, you know, be prepared. And then I, you know, became a police officer and I, I you know, we trained for the, 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 you know, unfortunately, the one day that you'd have to actually use your training, right? So you always train, train, train. So it becomes muscle reflex. Then I was a soldier and I was 31 years in the military. And I, you know, you, the, the military is all about preparing to go to war, right? Your constant state of preparation. You don't go to war every day, right? You, but you're always preparing to go to war. So everything that we do, I mean, what you eat tonight will be a direct result of what you prepared or what you failed to prepare. Uh, but you're going to eat something, but it's, you know, you get prepared for a job interview, you get prepared to go on a date, you get prepared to go to school, you get prepared to go to work, you get prepared to go on vacation. We take it so, uh, you know, we take it for granted. We don't think about it. Preparation is just something we do by human nature. But if you can actually 
take the time to prepare properly for, you know, if you're doing an event, a major event, and if I can just point out here, we, we pointed out in the book, any survey you'll ever see on stressful jobs, it always starts with like enlisted soldiers, enlisted Marines, you know, people that are out there fighting wars, goes right to police officers and firefighters and, you know, first responder type jobs. For the past 10 years, when they do these surveys, these event planning is like landing number five or six in the you know top 10 stressful jobs in the world. So you think if a, you know, if, if a job is stressful for an event planner, when they're just trying to be, you know, really analytic and, and, and trying to, you know, cross every T and dot every I to make sure it's an amazing event. Imagine what they're going through right now with the stress, oh right? It all falls on their shoulders, you know? So it's a, it, you know, I, I feel for the, for the members of our industry, uh, you know, everyone's thinking about, Oh, we got to cancel the event. It's a shame. We're not going to California this week, or we're not going to Europe this week, or, you know, we had in this financial aspects, but the people that are actually working in this industry are being pounded right now. They're really going through a stressful time. I, I mean, I can't imagine what everyone is going through, especially like things like the NBA suspending their season, you know, and then airlines. Like, it's just insane what's happening right now. Well, you know, it's 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 a builder that's building a, a custom home for a year. And, you know, a week before he's, you know, getting ready to sell it, it burns down. <laughs> you know, it's like all of the emotion, all of the planning, all of the financials, all of the it, it's it's done, you know. Oh, sure, we can rebuild another house, but there's cost and there's time involved in that, and there's emotions and and uh, you know these decisions that our clients are making now, you know, these days are not easy decisions, right? They're they're losing sleep over it. Um, you know, some events, you, you know, what's the purpose of the event? Sometimes they're launching a new product so they can delay the launch of the new product, or sometimes they're trying to just bring like-minded people together to network and, and, you know, it's an educational thing, workshops, seminars, panel discussions, things like that. Some of those things can be held virtually, right? But it's hard to recoup some of the costs that have already been invested and spent in these, these areas. Um, you know, we're, we're blessed. We have a lot of clients. So across the board, we're staying busy and, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to impact us as, as hard as maybe a mom and pop type event planning shop. Um, but, but it's, you know, we're in it for the long haul. We're in it for, to be side by side with our customers. Um, and we've been through some tough times before, you know, we were working real heavy in the government market and the government shuts down every once in a while. And that, that tends to hurt you. Right. Then there was some scandals in the event planning industry where, you know, some of the government agencies were kind of going off off the off the reservation and doing you know higher end you know mind readers and clowns with government money to it was you know it was bad juju and it was really affecting our industry, but we were able to sustain and persevere through all of that. What we're really you know we don't know the outcome on this show right now. Everything's scheduled. You know, oh let's 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 cancel for sixty days or you know let's let's hold off for sixty days or thirty days or. But we don't know if it's going to be 60 days or, you know, six months, right? It could take a long time. And, again, if you're, going to, if you're a large organization, the largest one we've ever done was 20,000 people. That's a, that you're booking out an entire city, right? Every hotel in the city is supporting you, every, every venue, every restaurant, everyone's doing. So when you cancel that, you're impacting an entire economy of a, of a major city, Right. And then try to reschedule that type of event. It's not like, hey, I need a I need hotel space for 300 people. You're going to reschedule that. It may not reschedule for for two more years or three more years when another opportunity opens up, because these types of events, they get booked out two or three years in advance. 
Yeah. So right now, if there is someone like a client that maybe went with an agency or a company that didn't provide them the right preparation, the right insurances, and they're kind of getting screwed in all of this, where where do they even go next? Where could they get a hold of you maybe for some advice on this kind of stuff? Well, we'd always help, right? We'd always offer to help anyone. You know, cleaning up someone else's mess is not always an easy task, right? And, yeah. and it's hard to go back and change things that were agreed upon a year ago. But we could absolutely help, you know, hold their hand a little bit, maybe point them in the right direction. And we can provide some factual information. And, and you know, in our industry, there's all kinds of things from – you know, the, the, you know, the World Health Organizations, the Centers for Disease Control, these people are putting out good information. This is not this is not hyped up information. Right. But also, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we, there, there's, uh, you know, the Events Industry Council, EIC. They are really a reputable industry organization and they are putting out some great information to help people make good decisions. So what we would start with is we'd evaluate what their current contracts are. You know, and we're not a legal firm. You know, I would I would encourage any organization that's considering it to first consult with their legal right mm-hmm. find out what they're being going to be held to check with their insurance policy some people actually have general liability or umbrella insurance policies that may cover income loss in the event of an you know unavoidable or uh you know type event so start there start internally with your resources and then you know really as you're planning you know people say why would you buy a house without a realtor or why would you you know you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily you know operate on yourself if you had a heart problem or a knee problem right you get a professional you get someone to work with you uh, you know common sense whether it's us or whether it's another professional event planning organization work with someone that can protect you through this because everyone always says yes yeah, never going to happen to me yeah we've been doing these events for 10 years uh, well i've been in this industry for almost 15 years outside of my retirement and I still, you know, I'm surprised every day. And, and like you said, I've never seen anything like this. Last time things shut down and came to a screeching hall was 911. What was that? 19 years ago? Yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, there, there's people that there's people that are just, you know, been in this industry for 10 years that have never experienced this. They don't know what, you know, what, and it's a very scary thing. So you definitely want to at least consult with. So if they want to reach out to us. Happy to talk to them. Uh, they can reach me directly um, if they would like. It's on the website. But eventprep.com, simply two words, event and prep put together. Eventprep.com, happily uh, talk to them and uh, try to help them through with any concerns or, or struggles they're having at this time. And if they want to get proactive and look into the future about doing this for forward thinking, we're, we're always happy to talk to them about that. Perfect. What does your day look like today, Paul? Are you are you putting out fires? You are my fourth interview uh, with the press, <laughs> so we are doing a lot of talking to the outside world. Yeah. Um, and I am really I got a great management team. I I'm blessed. We're um, been doing this a long time, and and uh, our company is a fairly mature company, so I have adult leadership in place uh, that tends to run real well. Um, so I'm I'm doing a lot of phone calls and a lot of back channel things. Um, talking to some of our higher end customers just to, you know, calm them down a little bit. Um, you know, it's going to come to pass, right? Uh, everything from the bubonic plague, you know, thousands of years ago, right? It's come and it's gone. We're going to survive. We're strong, a nation, we're strong people. It's, you know, it's the unknown, it's the fearful, it's, you know, and I think a lot of organizations are being very proactive. I went to church last Sunday. I shook hands with everyone I met. I drank out of the cup. You know, we're, we're, 
you know, I'm sure that's going to change here in the next week or two. I'm sure the church is going to start buckling down and saying, hey, we're not going to shake hands anymore. And, hey, we're not going to, you know, offer the, the cup of communion here. At the, at, you know, we're going to we're going to avoid that. You know, we're going to do the host, but not the, not the wine. Right. Right. So yeah, I think I think adjustments are going to be made across the board. It's just funny how it started at such. Usually it starts small and goes big. This has started big and now it's trickling down to the small stuff, you know. Uh, we're really seeing it uh, from the, the larger, you know, high-profile events all the way down to the, you know, the, the company that was trying to do a sales meeting in New York City. They're canceling. They're, you know, it's, it, it, it's just not there anymore. Man, well, yeah, it's crazy what's going on. But I so appreciate you taking some time out of your day to join us today. Yeah, Allie, thanks for having us. If, if we can ever be assistance to you or the, the team, uh, getting the good word out, yeah, we're always available, and we're, we appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, stay healthy through all this uh, pandemonium. Yeah, you too, Allie. Thanks all so right. much.